Welcome to Beyond the Field, your property finance and general discussion podcast series powered by Money Empire. We're a team of financial advisors here to help you tick off your property and finance goals. When we say Beyond the Field, we mean this to be beyond whatever field you're used to. So kick back, relax and enjoy the podcast. Kane and Issa bringing debt to income ratios to the table. Talk to me, Issa. Well, actually, don't talk to me. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) Just for the listener, we are hearing a lot around debt to income ratios through the media, through the Reserve Bank, and through the government because of what is said to be a housing issue, which if we strip back from what Ashley Church says a lot and what we believe in-house, there is no real housing issues. we just got super low interest rates, okay? But debt-to-income ratios are thrown out there a lot. Issa, just detail a little bit what that actually means. Yeah, well, you know, debt-to-income ratio is sort of what... how it is explained, sort of the amount of debt that you can carry compared to your income um, or incomes that you are uh, currently, between you or a couple, uh, having. Okay, so um, I've actually heard and seen this used overseas, and I actually think in the UK in parts, um, this is actually in place and has been for a long time. So probably stripping that one back, you're meaning that if your income is, let's say your gross household income is 100 grand, okay, a bank will say, well, I'm going to multiply that by... Six times, maybe? Six times. Yep. And that essentially you can only lend 600 grand. Correct. That is one of the ratios of that we're using from this point of view to say, yes, this will come into effect. And we have seen one of the big big banks already bring this in, but the RBNZ and the government are in talks to roll this out as policy across all the banks, which um, is considerable and one of the, I guess, big changes that affects serviceability for a lot of people, which in real life they can service debt. Um, but if this is going to be one of the handbrakes, really, it's going to have a big game changer for a lot of people. If you can see me right now, mic drop, boom. What is that? That is just ridiculous because we are built on property investment in New Zealand and property ownership. If I think of a first home buyer, their incomes aren't there. Correct. Now, it's a macro prudent tool, which they're looking at bringing in and it can be turned on and off I'm guessing I am guessing it's not going to be for an individual or a couple buying a home to live in I'm guessing it's more tailored towards a property investor I'm only speculating here I'm actually not going understanding the detail but if that's the case if a mum and dad own a home and they live in that home through natural capital gains, the house goes up, and through them paying down debt over time, the debt reduces, they create what we call usable equity. The mum and dad investor will then use that equity and leverage and buy a rental property and rent that property out. That is where that buyer is going to come unstuck, that mum and dad investor, because they essentially going to be capped, knowing what the rough house price average is now, especially in the bigger cities. Oh, they're going to be more than cap they might not even be able to pull trigger and make that next move um 
and you know there's so many people sitting out there in a great position um, have done the hard yards over the last 10 20 years whatever it might be to pull trigger and go and set themselves up nicely and invest in a really mm. smart way um, that won't uh, financially stress them but mm. they're going to be capped from a DTI or debt to income uh, ratio point of view and won't be able to make that uh, next sort of smart investment and step sounds like an STD DTI is Correct. that what the, go- <laughs> that what the government <laughs> is telling us? I don't know, but it might feel like one to these people that um, um. won't be able to make that next move. But, you know, whether this is going to actually make a difference in in the in a property cycle, you know, there's there's speculation over that. You know, there's a lot of, you know, smart property investors um, have been there saying just leave it alone. Leave it alone and let the property cycle take care of itself. And this debt-to-income ratio will massively affect um, people making really smart moves. But from a practical point of view, we get told, all the time we've got a shortage of rentals Mm. these people that like a mum and dad investor are leveraging they're providing a rental for someone to live into yeah and it's probably going to be a healthy home standard investment property that is going to be super imperative for people that need to rent out there if the government are listening which I know Ardern does listen to us Please give us a call and get on the ground and listen to what Eastern Asiwa over here has to say because he's got some great words of wisdom. Debt-to-income ratios, DTIs. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast today. For more info on this podcast and a heap more, check us out on Beyond the Field on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. And hit the subscribe button. Take the reins of your future and feel empowered with Beyond the Field.